Northern Ireland is going to the polls today in the local elections. Uh, lots of things up for grabs. The uh, mayor of Belfast will be uh, decided. And of course, the fact that Northern Ireland uh, Assembly is not sitting means that the election will have a, an extra political edge to it. I'm joined on the line now by columnist with the Belfast Telegraph, Alison Morris. Alison, good morning. Good morning. Now, uh, let's talk about how they are voting. What sort of a voting system is in place for the local elections? Yeah, so it's a, a single transferable vote election, um, which means those transfers are all important. So the the parties that are transfer friendly um, tend to be the ones who do best, especially when you come down to, to those sort of last seats. So um, it's been quite a low key, I suppose, a election campaign in terms of what we've heard from the political parties, but a very different council election, I suppose, than ones I've covered in, in previous times in that not a lot of people are talking about actual council issues. It's, it's more bigger ticket issues rather than, you know, your, your bins, your rates, your parks and amenities, the things that councils actually deal with. Yeah. I was going to ask you, though, in terms of support for any particular candidate, whether local issues do become important because they might know their councillor and have access to their councillor and therefore support them for the kind of work they've been doing locally. Or is that important? Well, it is because councillors, you know, it's it's quite a low paid job. It's not actually, it wouldn't, it wouldn't sustain a household. Most of them have second jobs and second careers as well. But your councillor, unlike maybe people who sit in the assembly or even your MP, is someone who is usually from the same community where they're standing. It's someone who people will know, you know, they'll see them at the school picking their children up, you know, they'll meet them in the supermarket, you know, you'll see them at, you know, christenings and funerals and weddings and, and they're, they're out and about and they're dealing with those day-to-day issue. So if you get a really good counsellor, like a really active counsellor, who's someone who's known for sorting out, you know, issues on the ground, they tend to have a personal vote. And we've seen that in the past mm-hmm. where a person can top the poll in a, a certain um, DEA without having the, you know, the the massive machine of a party behind them simply because they're so well thought of and, and such a good sort of community mm-hmm. activist within their own, within that area. Uh, however, I, I just infer from what you're saying that th- these kind of people are probably in the minority. Yeah. Um, you, you know, the, the, the ones that will have a personal vote over and above what way um, their party might be, be heading. Um, just talk to me, Alison, if you would, about the powers that councils have. Because I know when we were talking about the local elections in, in England, for example, that school, uh, councils have power over schools uh, and, uh, you know, more extended powers than they would have in this republic. Yeah, I mean, our councils aren't like, you know, they're not like the councils in England. They wouldn't have that massive power that local councils would have there. Instead, they deal with issues such as planning would go through the council. They deal with all parks and amenities and leisure centres and those sort of things. Um, they deal with the, the all important bin collections. Um, if there's one thing that can can get people angry, it's it's when their bins don't get get lifted that morning. Um, and they also deal with sort of licensing arrangements and things like that. And they can they do have funding to help. Um, in terms of a lot of community issues and cross-community funding for certain groups. And mm-hmm. so there is a bit of power there. But in the, the general, it is the very sort of day-to-day running of a, a city or, a you know, a, a borough that a borough. the council speaks and, and to. The education and health and things like that wouldn't be in their remit. Do they organise the uh, rubbish collection themselves or is it all uh, subcontracted to private collectors? 
no, the, in um, in Northern Ireland, the rubbish collection would would be organised by the the council itself. Council, yeah, um, yeah, and so and, and street cleansing, all of those sort of things are all done by the the councils. Mm. Now, what are we to look for uh, as the results start to come in? Where are the key battlegrounds uh, with a view to more uh, province-wide politics? Yeah, I suppose because this is almost like a protest election, if you like. So the DUP have collapsed the executive. We don't have any function in government. The government that actually does deal with the budgets and the health and the education isn't functioning at this point in time. So rather than people voting for those sort of council issues, it'll probably come down to that sort of protest vote. And the DEP will be looking to try and get a mandate for their position on the Windsor framework and not going back in. And so they'll be hoping not to gain any because they're actually running less candidates than they did in the last council election because they're trying to sort of consolidate their vote and keep what council seats they have. Sinn Féin are hoping to make gains and that would be done at the expense of the SDLP who are just, you know, at this point in time really struggling in the polls. There isn't um, much scope there for them to make any gains and they're probably going to make some quite significant losses but what we're always watching every election and probably have done maybe for the last eight or ten years is the growth of what we call the middle ground, the others. So people who are neither strongly unionists or, or nationalist, people who identify themselves rather than British or Irish as Northern Irish, and that's the Alliance Party. We have seen the Ulster Unionist Party try and pick up those votes by going to a more moderate um, kind of politics under under their leader, Doug Beattie, but they haven't really managed to sort of capture that small unionist vote. A lot of that seems to be going to the Alliance, who are trying to make massive gains in this council, and then they will be the third largest party which will give us three really distinctive voting blocks mm-hmm. we will become a third pa- a three party state at this point yeah. we will have the DUP will capture up the majority of unionists Sinn Féin the majority of nationalists and then this huge block of middle ground you know the others in the middle yeah. Uh, how likely are those blocks to be um, changing in Belfast City Council for example where the prize would be to control the council and also get the job of Lord Mayor yeah, so so Belfast is really interesting because the demographics of our city have changed so dramatically in the past sort of fifty years. Um, you can see that in census and how that's changing. We do have a lot of new visitors to the city as well. People who've came and made this place their home um, would tend to congregate around Belfast because that's where the employment is. And so we've seen a massive change. The last council election, unionists lost their majority, and there's now no particular designation had a majority in Belfast City Council. So so the unionist parties or the nationalist parties couldn't have voted through a motion by themselves. They require the alliance who sit in the middle to assist them in getting anything voted through. Um, at this point in time, Sinn Féin are trying to make gains all over the place. They're trying to do that at the expense of the SDLP, of people before profit. Um, in Belfast, in one of the, the districts, they're actually you know running five candidates. They're hoping to take all five seats, which would be quite something. I don't think that's ever been done ever before. Um, and they would be trying to get that majority, even if it's only just a very small majority, which would mean that they would control mm. um, Belfast City Council. We have a, a current Sinn Féin mayor at the minute. Um, that would che- probably change in the, the next, I'm not sure whose turn it is to take us. I guess probably maybe the DUP's turn to take the, the mayor. But the, um, the, the fact is that there's a vying for control of that council because if you have a majority of one designation in the council, well, it means then if you want to vote a motion through that might be considered controversial, you don't actually need or require the votes from the alliance to get that motion through. Yeah, it's interesting that it looks like whoever of the three blocks is to dominate in numerical terms, 
just the way the numbers fall, they're always going to need uh, allies to get anything done. Always. Yeah, and, yeah, and that wouldn't have always been the case in the past. In the past, the, the DUP um, and even the Ulster Unionist Party, if we go way back, would have had enough councillors that they didn't require um, the assistance of other, other parties. But that's not really the case yeah. at all anymore. You know, it's changed in a lot of the councils. Um, and that's just, uh, I suppose, as our demographics change, as people's voting patterns change, um, and they don't, there isn't, you know, one massive majority. Now, uh, looking at the last elections, 2019, Sinn Féin uh, were on 18, the DUP on 15, the Alliance on 10, SDLP 6, Green Party 4, People Before Profit 3, Ulster Unionist Party only 2, uh, Progressive Unionist Party, the PUP 2, and uh, no uh, traditional unionist uh, councillor at all. Now, that is likely to change one way or the other, um, but it, it just shows that if this happens and you've got three significant blocks of more or less equal size in Belfast City Council, the message to both London and Dublin is that maybe the Good Friday Agreement needs uh, tweaking to allow for that middle ground to be represented in some sort of new uh, assembly and executive formation. Yeah, well, every time we have an election, people say, oh, the alliance bounce, you know, the, the growth of that middle ground has to plateau at some stage, but it's not showing much sign of plateauing yet. They're constantly making gains. They doubled the representation in the Assembly during the last election. Um, and that the, the bigger that group gets, the bigger that designation gets, the more pressure there's going to be on the British and the Irish government to maybe go back and have a look at the, the Good Friday Agreement in the terms of our form of government. The, the Good Friday Agreement will never change in terms of the principles of consent and the things that go along with that. But the mandatory coalition, the designation, the appointment of ministers, all of that is unsustainable if you have such a large group um, in the middle ground growing and people then will demand that they're given their proper place and their proper respect. And also our, our government needs, you know, when we talk about bigger government here and I'm talking about Stormont, it needs more resilience. You know, at the minute one party um, can bring the whole thing down. The DUP, we had Sinn Féin did it in the past, the DUP are doing it now. Um, and I think that's why people are fed up. So this election, what I would look at too is voter turnout because there's a lot of apathy around in terms of the fact that we do have so much stop-start politics in the, the bigger picture. Um, and that's not really the kind of thing that incentivizes people to get out and vote. But what I would say is throughout that entire period, all those political crises that have came and went, the councils have always operated. You know, council politics always ticks over nicely and that keeps operating no matter what is going on, no matter what the bigger picture mm. is. So, I mean, I'm a big fan of saying to people, you know, get out and vote for your councillor. Uh, your, your vote was hard won. We should all, always use it. All right. Alison Morris, columnist with the Belfast Telegraph. Alison, thank you very much for joining us.